It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies. Welcome to another episode of Talking Trade. My name is Ken Waslick, Managing Director of EM Waslick Associates, an international business company. And I'm Sandy Segal, President of ME Day. A warm welcome to our guest today, Buckley Brinkman. Buckley is the Executive Director and CEO of Wisconsin Center for Manufacturing and Productivity based in Madison. The WCMP is part of a 51-center national network that set up um, part of the Department of Commerce to help small and medium manufacturers stay competitive. And, and part of that initiative, which you're going to tell us a little bit about today, Buckley, is understanding how manufacturers can compete in on a global scale and in a global economy. So um, please share with us um, and the listeners today a little bit about some of the programs and the assistance or, or the guidance that you give local manufacturers in regards to trade and trying to, to, to participate in a global economy. Well, Sandy and Ken, it's great to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. We're really proud of what we do uh, at the WCMP and through our two affiliates, uh, the WMEP down here in the southeast part of the state and the Manufacturing Outreach Center uh, based out of UW-Stout up in the northwest part of the state. And the, the, the point of the sphere for our exporting efforts is a program called Expertech where we really help uh, manufacturers go from not even understanding how to ask the right questions about exporting all the way through having a complete executable plan uh, that they can put into practice within 90 days. So it's really a, a, a strategic submersion where you really get to the point where you understand, here's my product portfolio, here are the likely targets in the world where this can be sold, and then connecting into the other resources that are available uh, through the state or the federal government. I think you know the state of Wisconsin does a terrific job in making resources available so that uh, whether you're a novice or an expert, you're never alone. Right. Uh, they have representatives on the ground in 150 different countries who can be your, your legs and, uh, and, and voice in those countries, as well as having a variety of resources up front that you can tap into uh, very easily to put yourself in motion uh, very quickly and, and leading to sales. I mean, the, the folks that have gone through Expertech uh, on average end up with about a million dollars in additional sales. So if you're looking to grow your company and you're willing to, to take a little bit of risk. This isn't as risky as most people think uh, because you have a lot of people helping you, then you have an opportunity for a huge upside when you're talking about exporting. Well, I know I've certainly seen it firsthand with, with many of our customers and at the Export Tech and, and all the resources are great success stories there. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, a number of our clients, uh, our clients have actually gone through Export Tech and, uh, you know, find found that the program is very uh, valuable. Do you see the participation? Uh, now we're in very interesting times on a business yeah. side, supply chain, labor shortages, inflation, all of these uh, various 
external macro factors. Do you see more manufacturers uh, apply for export tech and looking to overseas markets or are they very un nervous, uncertain, kind of anxious about the world beyond the US borders? Well, it's a really interesting time for manufacturing, Ken, just because the sector is so strong right now. I mean, it, we keep predicting, we've predicted this recession for the last two years now, right? Right. And uh, there, you hear about layoffs, but they certainly aren't in manufacturing uh, right now. And the, the companies that I know are going very, very strong. So the pressure to export is not as high as it was before. On the other hand, uh, they now have the resources to be able to explore and invest uh, in new markets. And as they adopt new technology and increase their capacity, uh, it, it puts a, an additional pressure on the need to grow. And export markets are a good place to do it. And you know, we have the paths to help uh, almost any company reach those new markets and really do it profitably. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I, I just was at the Com Expo uh, trade show in Las Vegas, which is very focused on mining, construction, road building, infrastructure. And it was a really interesting and the number of Wisconsin-based companies and the number of companies that, uh, foreign companies that want to locate in Wisconsin, uh, particularly to develop that manufacturing base. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a time where um, you know, the sources of supply have become very uneasy. The, the globalization is not a universally positive word as it may have been five years ago. Uh, now we're once again seeing the risks of an extended supply chain. Uh, this will be the third time since I've been here that we've gone through it. You know, the tsunami in Japan uh, created a huge issue with the automotive industry. Uh, the downturn, the Great Recession caused its own stresses. And now we're once again in a position where supply chains have reached a strategic level. We'll see if that continues. I mean, the first two times, you know, once the pressure came off, the responsibility for the supply chain went back into the purchasing department and it became uh, cents per unit again, mm -hmm. as opposed to how can we get a supply? And, you know, we saw the downside of that really during the pandemic when so many of our supply chains for PPE and other critical medical equipment started in places that weren't necessarily friendly to us. So it, it, it's a huge issue. And we'll see if we uh, if we continue to attack it going forward. I, I think there's a lot to be said for what part of the industry you're in. And obviously we're, we're certainly in, in the waves and, and the challenges of supply chain. Um, I'm seeing some great success stories. Again, I think it depends a little bit on, on what industry you're in and commodities and so forth. And, and at the same time, some uh, anxious um, anxiety, uncertainty, certainly of the economy and, and geopolitical issues. Um, a lot of our customers are, are just sitting back and, and rethinking um, with all the conversations about friendshoring and nearshoring and should they be looking at other partners are, are you seeing that in, you know, the manufacturers? Are they they trying to, to think outside the box and, and where what markets they might look after? And yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, the the concern of the instability instability over China is a right. huge issue. I mean, it's led to another TLA, right? Three letter acronym 
uh, ABC anywhere but China. So there's a lot of a lot of scramble to get uh, critical manufacturing out of China. Uh, the other thing that we're seeing is that uh, North America has a really unique combination of assets that could make it a that I think will make it a world power in manufacturing, just because you have the higher technology and the resources and the market that's available in the United States, coupled with some of the lower cost manufacturing that can be nearshored uh, to a country like Mexico. And the ability to combine those uh, capabilities puts North America in a really unique spot uh, across the country because we can handle high-tech manufacturing and we can handle those things that are uh, easily automatable uh, in the United States where labor doesn't become such an issue and where labor is more of an issue. Uh, you know, we have Mexico to the south and the, and the transit between the two just isn't that difficult. Agreed. Agreed. Well, yeah. there's a lot of great programs. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, no, uh, the activity in Mexico is is very active. And I know there's a number of companies that work with uh, manufacturers finding um, resources or manufacturing sources here in North America. Again, moving away from the, the uh, Asian uh, and you can almost see it in the shipping, right, uh, Sandy? The number of uh, the volume of sh uh, containers not coming to the United States from China, and the the rates are have reduced substantially. That it really gives the opportunity for U.S. manufacturers to find those sources uh, in other places. And French uh, French shoring is very active, whether it's with Mexico with under the. Uh, USMCA or Colombia or some of these other free trade agreements that we have with our partners in the, in, the, in the Western Hemisphere. I think that's really true, Ken. And I think we have some, you know, we have some major opportunities. The larger opportunities are going to involve finding places where we have white spaces in the supply chain, you know, where there are gaps. Uh, and there are opportunities for companies to pivot into those spaces. But that's going to that's going to need a, a a higher level of organization. I know one of the things that that we're working on as the MEP is to find those places where you know maybe it's not a single manufacturer that has an issue with a particular part, but there's half a dozen, mm. and now we could say, okay, we have this block of business that now makes it worthwhile for a domestic manufacturer to pivot. You know, they're not going to pivot 180 degrees, but maybe 30, and then they can address this need and bring it back uh, on shore. So I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the next couple of years as we start to get a better understanding of what we really want to do uh, in the U.S. or in North America as opposed to, um, you know, in Asia. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very optimistic about what we're going to be able to do. I mean, um, you know, we we are for all the all the talk about our energy policy. We're still uh, energy independent, and we have uh, we have a cheap supply of energy. You know, we're the world's largest market. Our labor rates, in terms of uh, when you match them up against China, have largely become competitive. And so, all of those things really put us in a very good spot in terms of U.S. manufacturing. 
I agree. And, and I think the key, and you touched on it, is, is being able to pivot, right, and, and shift your resources and, and your attention to different things. And I, I think in particular, that's why the WCMP and WMEP are, you know, some of these programs and resources help people understand and, and you know, get information and get it to them timely and, and understand where the opportunities are. So thank you for your work. Thank you for, for enlightening us a little bit on, on some of the resources and programs out there. And thank you for joining Talking Trade. Well, thanks, yeah, thanks for the Terry. opportunity. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, right. Terry. You've been listening to Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies.